Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hello, everyone. This is Scott Rochelle, and this is the Bay Area Podcast here on the Bleed Podcast Network, the Bay Area's number one sports podcast network, the only place with a show for every team in the Bay Area and more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're also available in your favorite directory, Spotify, Google Play, Citra Luminary, and TuneIn. You can find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcast on Twitter. You can find me personally at Rochelle Radio on Twitter. On this week's show, we're going to be recapping the Golden State Warriors season as it unfortunately ended before the actual NBA playoffs began. Before we do all that, we're going to have a quick word from our sponsors. Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports. March Madness and baseball are finally upon us. Bet Online has you covered with all of the updated news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website betonline.ag or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Support for this podcast brought to you by Just Alive, a trusted source for high-quality wellness CBD products created by athletes just for you. I personally have had issues with maintaining focus and energy levels throughout the day, and that's why Just Alive has come up with their new CBD gummy line. They have six different flavors and functions, including sleep, energy, Focus, Immunity, Calm, and Vitamin C, plus their vegan and low sugar. Just Live was founded by professional athletes Clay Thompson, Alex Morgan, Travis Pastrana, and Paul Rodriguez because they wanted to create a CBD product that they could trust and that they could stand behind. If you need support with sleep, focus, energy, stress, or immune health, I highly recommend giving them a try. Plus, if you buy one, you get one free of the new gummy line with the code word SUPPORT at JustLive.com. That's buy one, get one free at JustLive.com using the code word SUPPORT. Welcome back to the Betting Barrier Podcast. And before we went on break, we previewed what we're doing for this week's show. Something a little bit different, talking about the end of Golden State season. I know the playoffs are underway, and I'm sure a lot of basketball fans would rather talk about that. But since this is the Betting Bay Area, we got to talk about the team in the Bay Area. And unfortunately, the, the Warriors are not a part of the playoff picture. Now, looking at what happened, we're going to preview... Uh, well, what's in store for the team potentially during the draft and during free agency. But before we do that, we're going to quickly recap what exactly transpired and how Golden State ended up getting eliminated in the play-in tournament. So we're going to start off talking about the first play-in game, which was between the Warriors and the Lakers. And for that matchup, we ended up picking correctly. We assumed that the Lakers would end up winning if they would face off. It was a very close game. Golden State did cover. However, uh, the Lakers just simply put had too much on the inside. Warriors were up by 13 at the half. Curry at 37. He was phenomenal. Other than that, though, nobody else really did anything, which was kind of the story of the season. Wiggins had a pretty good game against the Lakers. Had 21 points, 10 of 18 from the floor. However, we'll get into Wiggins and his pretty interesting week, I'd say, because he did not play well at all against Memphis. But... Against the Lakers, he played well, 21 points. Other than that, Bazemore, 3 for 10, 10 points. And surprisingly, 10 points was tied for the third most on the team with Jordan Poole. Poole actually impressed me. Thought he looked good against the Lakers and against the Grizzlies. Hit a couple of big shots there. So maybe he has a little bit more of a role into the future as a potential sixth man energy guy. But looking at 
Everyone else, Draymond had two points, eight assists, nine rebounds, 0 for 5 from the floor. Great defensively, did a great job on Anthony Davis. He held Davis to, I believe, just 4 of 13 shooting whenever he was on Anthony Davis. Davis still at 25 and 12. But at the end of the day, Draymond just couldn't hit a shot, and that was kind of the story all season long, which has been his main Achilles heel and why Golden State is probably going to try to run it back with the three Musketeers with Draymond, Clay, and Curry next season. But I don't exactly know how much longer Draymond has on this team because teams can just ignore him every single time offensively, and he contributes absolutely nothing besides passing. So we'll keep that in mind, but looking at the Lakers here, I already talked about Anthony Davis and how he had 25-12. and 12. LeBron had a very casual triple-double, 22-11-10. So he was very solid. Other than that, uh, Schroeder at 12 points, 3 of 14 from the floor, so he wasn't efficient, minus 20 in the plus-minus. But uh, you look at the bench unit, Wes Matthews actually gave some good minutes, only at 3 points with plus 17, so he was very big in the plus-minus. But the main story in this matchup was, of course, looking at the free throws. The Lakers attempted 25, the Warriors ended up only attempting 15, and you also look at the turnovers. The Lakers had 11, Golden State had 20. And Golden State really struggled with the turnovers during the play-in tournament. But anyway, that's going to talk us about the. That's going to summarize the first game. Golden State hung tough, and unfortunately, they fell short. But when you're playing in Staples against the defending champions, losing by three with a shot to tie the game late, they were tied. LeBron at the big three-pointer. We already know that. But I'll give Golden State props for hanging tough, and that'll take us to the disappointing. Second end of the play-in tournament was between the Warriors and the Grizzlies, which the Grizzlies won in overtime. Curry, once again, fantastic, 39 points. Kind of went a little bit quiet down the stretch, but Memphis was basically triple-teaming him at half-court every single time. Played 47 minutes, was pretty efficient. 13 of 28 from the floor, 6 of 15 from 3. Seven turnovers, though, not pretty. I mentioned how turnovers were an issue for Golden State throughout the play-in tournament. Had 20 against the Lakers, had 21 against Memphis, and they lost the turnover battle 21-13 to against Memphis. So that kind of summarized some extra possessions that Memphis was able to capitalize on. But looking at the rest of Golden State, Draymond actually played pretty well offensively. Had a triple-double, 11-10-16. and 16. Uh, 16 rebounds, that is. 5-11 from the floor. He played well. Give him props there. Wiggins had 22 points, 10 rebounds. So stats-wise, he played well. But if you watched Wiggins down the stretch, he was absolutely brutal. Uh, he ended up... Attempting that three-pointer, I believe, in overtime, and it went over the rim. Didn't even, I believe it just went straight off the backboard. Uh, missed the layup in there. Wiggins really just shrunk in crunch time. But 22 points, 10 rebounds, I guess looks good on paper. But if you watch the games, you know what I'm talking about. Now, looking at everyone else, Looney was pretty much a non-factor. Three points, 24 minutes, three assists, four rebounds, minus 15. So Looney didn't really do much. Looking at Poole, he was great, 6 of 11, 19 points, plus 9, 4 assists, 3 rebounds. So I do like Poole a lot. I think Poole should get more minutes going forward. But looking at the main reason why Golden State lost the game was John Morant. Now, Valanciunas was in foul trouble. He has killed Golden State all season long. He only played 26 minutes, fouled out, had 9 points and 12 rebounds. So they got pretty fortunate that Valanciunas wasn't that big of a factor. But you look at everyone else, uh, you look at... Uh, Dylan Brooks, he was fantastic, played 45 minutes, 14 points, did not shoot well, only went 7-22, but did a great job defensively on Steph, and he definitely made Steph work for his 39, and Steph potentially had to deal with some fatigue 
late in the game. Now, ever, everything else offensively, though, started and finished with John Morant. He ended up having 35 points, 6 assists, 6 rebounds, 14 of 29 from the floor. And the big surprise was the 3-point shooting. Shot 5 for 10 from 3, which was a shock. Because during the regular season, he shot a very pedestrian 30.3%, and yet still shot 50% in a winner-go-home game. So props to him, and you've seen him continue to dominate against Utah so far in that series. I know it's 1-1, but he did have 47 in Game 2. So Morant looks completely dialed in, and Golden State had no answers. He hit a bunch of big floaters in overtime, and Memphis found their future point guards, put it that way. But time to actually talk about the actual takeaways from Golden State this season. Finished with a 39-33 and record. Ended up, of course, being the ninth seed in the West, which means absolutely nothing because they don't make the playoffs. And to make matters worse, now, well, you look at the potential NBA draft and you have to wonder which direction they're going to go because this team has a lot of uncertainties. They have a lot of different directions that they can go in. And it really depends on what exactly Golden State has in store for future seasons, depending on Klay Thompson. I know that people are expecting him to get back to his former self. However... He is off two serious knee injuries, so that definitely is worth something, uh, you know, to keep in mind. But Golden State does have the Timberwolves pick in the first round, also has their own pick, which is projected to be 14th. So, overall, actually, you know, it is 14th, just flat. But still, looking at the actual situation here, I don't really know which direction they're going to go. Wiseman, you have to keep an eye on his knee and how long it's going to take him to recover. He should be back for the start of next season, but... He had a pretty rocky rookie year. Kevon Looney, looking at the cap situation, is, well, drastically underpaid because he's supposed to make about $5 million and change, and he has a player option, so he might leave. I'm curious if Golden State will bring him back. Maybe they won't. Who knows? But I think one of the main questions you have to ask going into the offseason, I have two. First of all, it's going to start off with Kelly Oubre, who is a free agent, and I know Oubre was pretty good with Golden State after a very rocky start, but... I do wonder how much money he's going to want, especially as the, I'd say, contracts for players have gotten more ridiculous. I mean, you're looking at the likes of Luke Kennard making 60-something million dollars, and he hasn't played a minute in the playoffs for the Clippers. But he's still getting paid a lot of money. is probably going to want a bigger contract, and Golden State's probably not going to be able to give him that. That kind of goes back to the point that I made a couple weeks ago at the trade deadline. I said right around that time, Golden State should blow it up. And by blow it up, I meant trade Ubre and trade Wiggins. Realistically, this team with the two top 14 draft picks or uh, should end up trying to make maybe a splash or two with some trades, try to go all in with Curry's current window and with Clay, assuming he can actually stay on the court, which is a huge question mark. But it's really just a rough spot here looking at Ubre. Now, he's still very young. Ubre is only 25. So he still has a lot left in the tank, but I don't think he's going to work out with Golden State in the in the cap situation. So I thought Golden State should have traded him. I don't know if they're going to do a sign-in trade during the offseason, but I would be surprised if Oubre comes back. Meanwhile, looking at Wiggins, I know that they acquired him in that trade. They also acquired the you know sixth pick in the draft projected. It could potentially be even higher. However, uh, the Minnesota pick is top three protected. So if it does end up ending in the top three, Minnesota will keep it and... Golden State will get next year's first-round pick instead. But assuming that it ends up where it should be, and Golden State ends up with the sixth pick and the 14th pick, I do wonder if they would package either one or two of those for a player. 
You can make an argument, maybe get a run at Kawhi Leonard if the Clippers end up losing to the Mavericks as they are on pace to do so because they're down 2-0 losing both games at home. But I am kind of curious what Golden State's going to do. But Wiggins is definitely the main question mark that I have. Oubre, I think, is going to leave. But you look at Wiggins, he is projected to make roughly $31 million in uh, the upcoming season. And I don't think he's worth it. Uh, I know Wiggins was pretty good during the regular season. But, of course, when you get Clay back in the fold, Wiggins is a very, I'd say, I'm trying to think of how to describe this, but he's a ball-dominant guard in the sense that he's the kind of guy who really doesn't impact the game too much when the ball's not in his hands. And I know that Wiggins averaged 18.6 points per game, also was a pretty good defender throughout the season. But you look at Wiggins' game, I can't say he is the most a prototypical player off-ball. He kind of needs the ball to ISO. He's going to do his own thing. Did shoot a pretty impressive 38% from three uh, compared to his career average of 31.4. Did shoot 47.7%. But he's mostly an isolation guy, and I don't really see where the shots are going to come from with Clay coming back, especially since Wiggins averaged about 18 points and change. I think that number is going to take a dip, and I think Golden State will try to flip him potentially in a package, see what they can get. But they might also want to save up cap space if they do want to make a run at a Kawhi Leonard type, assuming that he opts out after the season. But definitely something to keep in mind. As for the actual team, I think the bulk of the core is going to be there. Uh, I don't really know how many role players they can actually get rid of. You look at the likes of Poole, who I think is going to be a pretty steady bench contributor in future seasons. But Mulder looked pretty decent at, in spurts. Pascal was injured for much the entire back half of the year. He's still under contract, so he's going to stay. Wiseman, of course, was a rookie. He's going to stay. Uh, Damian Lee, maybe. Uh, we'll see. Uh, he's making chump change, so they might bring him back. But as a whole, the issue that Golden State ran into, this team wasn't very talented. And when you're missing one of the best shooters of all time in Klay Thompson, that is going to be the case. But... Uh, Draymond offensively was a disaster. Of course, he missed the game-winning floater attempt against Memphis at the end of regulation uh, in the play-in game. But Draymond is so valuable defensively for this team, they can't get rid of him. And they're going to eat that $24 million uh, with him next year, so he'll be back. But at the end of the day, Curry's base salary is about $45 million. Clay's base salary is about $38 million. So when you have $80-something million tied up in two guys and one of them doesn't play, uh, this past year, you know your team's not going to be that great. I thought they should have tanked. I thought they should have just packed it in at the uh, trade deadline. They did not do so. Don't get me wrong, they had a very entertaining run. But long term, you got the 14th pick in the draft, and you probably could have ended up top 10 if you just decided to pack it in a little bit more. But it is what it is, and they'll try to move on to brighter days in the future. Now, as for future weeks, I don't exactly know what we're going to be doing Maybe talking 49ers, maybe talking about NBA playoff stuff. I'm not really sure because there are no real Bay Area teams in there. And I don't want to talk about the Lakers all the time. So we'll see what happens. But other than that, though, that has been this installment of the Bay Area Podcast. Bye, everyone. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.